At the end of each week, I will sit and contemplate, what did I think about this week? What insights am I having in my marriage? What grabbed my attention in pop culture? What new mommy moments did I experience? Whatever makes my highlight reel at the end of the week is going to be a part of the discussion. Join me. Let's talk about it. Hey guys, how you doing? Your boy Dwayne here, and I got a question for you. Let me ask you this. Are you tired of your information having the same old boring opinions mixed with little facts? Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah me yeah. too. So let me ask you this. Do you like factual information with a sprinkle of opinions on top? Yeah. Are you into gaming, music, sports, film, TV, fashion, and media? Yeah, I mean, no. Well, come on over and join us on the sidelines. Check us out at OTSGuys.com and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at OTSGuys. Now, put me in, coach. I'm going in. What's good? What's popping? What's cracking, everybody? You are tuned in to What Did I Think About This Week? I am your host, Janine, Queen of Clatchet, Bougie Thug, and All Day Every Day. And shout out to you if you're tuned in live on Six Families Radio. Shout out to you if you're listening or tuning in or just a part of the OTS family. And shout out to all of my listeners and subscribers on all podcast platforms. So this week, we have a special guest. Uh, a newbie to the show, um, somebody I go way, way back with because we both from the Stupid Stupid No. And <laughs> I'm so excited to have him here. Everybody, please welcome Felipe, a.k.a. Fresco Felipe. Skirt, we out here. <laughs> Period. How are you? Thank you so much for coming and do the show with me. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, we're good, man. We're good. We uh we a few shots in, so we yep. we ready for it. Um, I'm not doing shots because I was drinking last night, and I'm really still not fully <laughs> back from that. So I'm sipping on whiskey with a splash of pineapple. Ooh. So I'm sipping with you, just not shots. That's what's up. You're just classier than I am. That's almost every <laughs> almost every situation I'm in. Everybody's classier than I am. Oh, not even. I was having this conversation with an artist that I was interviewing on my other podcast, Pass Out, shameless plug. And um, she was saying that before she does any kind of like interviews or performances, like she doesn't like drink or smoke or anything because she felt like she needs to have a clear head. So you as as an artist now, do you have to kind of pregame to get yourself into the groove of things or? Yeah, for sure. Um, I feel like definitely when it comes to creativity or, or or it's just like any situation where I might be nervous. Um, I have to, I have to kind of like block, <laughs> block out all the thoughts and, and get down to like my, my, my true self. And I feel like my true self comes out when I'm, I'm at least a little bit litty. What is your preferred littiness? Are you more so smokage? You still more so drinking or do you like to crossfade? All of that. All of that. <laughs> all of the above. <laughs> yes. <laughs> No, I mean, yeah, man, like, there's nothing, nothing better than, like, a good, like, like, a good crossfade. You got smoke to, like, open up the, the creative juices and, like, and and get you feeling things and, and really, like, thinking about things and thinking about things that you wouldn't normally do. But also, like, you, you turn up on, on liquor or, or alcohol in general, like, if you want to get in a good mood, mm-hmm. like, that's what everybody does is, is they drink. So, um, I, I like both, man. I like, I like both for sure. 
a good crossfade is nice and then i do a triple threat because i am a hookah girl like i okay. can't turn up without a hookah <laughs> so yeah like, oh well you in there. i didn't know you were dominican what's up i know right like <laughs> that's i mean yeah, honestly Dominican for sure that's probably that's probably what you are because because you're multiracial <laughs> and like probably. between between like black and venezuelan that's probably dominican like if you wanted to like if it was a <laughs> if it was a color wheel and you wanted to make a dominican you, you mix a, a south american and a black person and you make a caribbean person in weird logic that actually makes sense <laughs> to me i'm not gonna argue that because I, I have been mistaken for a dominican before i'm like nope that's not it, but same, yeah. same thing. All right. Well, before we get into what did I think about this week, please sit back and enjoy the musical stylings of Fresco Felipe. Hey, yeah. Turn that shit up for that one. Make sure you have the bass all the way up and then make sure you and your crossfade is on. This is, this is Tuesday Night Venom. Venom with Vinny Venom. Salute the general, bitch. Well, John wasn't exactly the boogie man. Yeah. Fresco. He was the one you said to kill Fresco. No, sir. Yeah. She just hit the club with a friend, left the man, said they coming to an end. Said they coming to I just like this. I don't want to do this again, but she on me cause I smell like Saint Laurent. Yeah, she yeah, she I can't even flex and pretend I'm alone, I got bitches in the bands. Just wanna spend what I spend, wanna be at the places I attend. She just hit the club with a friend, left the man, said they coming to an end. I don't wanna do this again, but she on me cause I smell like Saint Laurent. Bitch, I'm in the building, not the lobby though. Presidential suite with a lot of hoes. Socks with the slides, but they proud of those. Lobsters in the shrimp, like it's Papa Dough. I'm the topic of discussion. See the bitches that I'm fucking and the money that I'm thumbing. They just pray to God I'm bluffing. I done came up from nothing. Now I'm balling like I'm Russell. They be doing all that talking, but they see me and be jumping. Just hit the club with a friend. Left the man, said they coming to an end. I don't wanna do this again, but she on me cause I smell like Saint Laurent. I can't even flex or pretend I'm alone, I got bitches in the bench She just wanna spend what I spend, wanna be at the places I attend I'm the realest, I don't switch up, bring the heat just like a pitcher Got exotic in the swisher, blue face hunters, they sequential One ice cube inside my liquor with my homies and our pistols They can't have it on probation, so I keep them confidential I be liking pictures just to see if they really love their mans or they wanna be with me Got a DM, we don't speak, but she said she wanna meet, wanna go and get a drink. I am not the type to gas up. I'm the type to get your cash up. This a blessing, you can't pass up. But you gon' have to toot that ass up. She just hit the club with her friends, left the man, said they coming to an end. I don't wanna do this again, but she on me cause I smell like Saint Laurent. That was your new single, YSL. Yes. What'd you think about it? I 
love it. First of all, I didn't even know you were doing music until like a week ago, <laughs> until yeah. like we first started talking about collabing on the podcast. Yeah. And I've been a SoundCloud fan <laughs> ever since. I've just been hey, playing your singles over and over again. That's so what's I'm, up. I'm a fan. Yeah, I I honestly so um I I've been into it for a long time. I've always like kind of it's it's always been kind of a hobby for me. Um mm -hmm. but like the last 2 months I I got a mic, I started taking it really seriously. And uh I feel like it's been going well. I feel like I feel like we're on the come up. Yeah, for sure. You definitely have a dope sound and like you're a little versatile too cuz like you have the song that that sounds kind of drill beatish yeah kind of drill like and i was like okay i don't want to drill like that but i like this i might be biased because i know you but <laughs> yeah I it for my husband and he's like the toughest critic and it's like, okay i like yeah that. yeah for sure i feel like i've gotten to a point where i like my music and mm -hmm. i'm my own toughest critic so like like the first song ysl was the first song that i heard and i was like okay this is it like i'm i'm lit <laughs> to this right now so then i was like let me let me promote it and shit and so far, um, small sample size, but people are fucking with it. So I, I think it's cool. I think it's a cool first step. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's it's cool, man. It's definitely fun. Are you gonna do a video for it? I know we're in COVID and we're supposed to be staying six feet away, but like. Yeah. Cool so. Some big booty hoes, you know. Exactly. So, <laughs> uh, so YSL. I don't know if YSL is gonna get a video. Um, I feel like YSL uh, was was the introduction um and uh i've got i've got some other stuff cooking up but i definitely i was just like i've been talking to people about it the last like day or two and uh and we're like the plan is i, I want to shoot a video in in about a month or so um and yeah we definitely we definitely gonna safely get lit we're gonna figure out how to get lit uh this is probably gonna be open air it's probably gonna uh be be fake fake tight but actually like social distance yeah so um we'll see man we're gonna make it happen though like i've got i've got some really really uh cool talented people that are gonna be helping me out with it so uh i'm i'm excited man i, I gotta i gotta like get in the gym and get video ready man because like audio audio sound cool but when you gotta be in front of the camera you gotta look yep. cool too so I gotta, I gotta get myself right. Yeah, this, this studio life, man, it, it'll put some pounds on you. I've been working from home since 2016, post baby. I have been like gym wear, but yeah. now that things are definitely picking up and there's more video, like you're right, I'm definitely yeah. with you. But um, I'll be there in support. I'm gonna have on my uh, Fresco face mask, and I'll be passing out bottles of water to make sure hey, that everybody is hydrated sure. during the turn up. <laughs> yes. Yes, for sure. We already we already talked about you uh, editing all my grammar on anything I put out from <laughs> now on. <laughs> but the funny thing about that is I have an ongoing joke with another group chat of mine where like uh -huh. they catch me every time I mess up. I type fast and, and I have nails, so I'm always yeah. messing up. And how dare I come check you when I'm also a chat. But you're can, actually the only that. person that caught it. Like you're the only person that caught it. And like, I still haven't even seen it. Like you sent me the screenshot and I still haven't like, like every time I play it, it's just playing and I'm like vibing. So I still haven't seen it. So hopefully the song <laughs> is good enough to where people are vibing and they're not reading the words. I told you, like, you could just play it off if somebody else calls it out. Like, first of all, that was on purpose. That was so uh. you could read it the way I said it. So yeah, so you could, song. So exactly, chill out. exactly. Yeah, chill out. All right.
So, um, what did I think about this week? RIP to Malik B, co-founder of the group The Roots. Um, he Great. passed away this week, and um, I know I didn't really listen to The Roots a lot, but I know what they did for the culture, and I know this definitely hit. A he's lot of legendary. Yeah. yeah, he's definitely legendary MC. Like when you think about like like the the whole like New York scene and the whole like lyrical scene like like real wordsmiths like he's he's one of the people that you think of and, and it's crazy because like he he would do stuff like that just off freestyles um he, he was just nasty the whole the whole roots in general like they're each at the top of their game in what they do um and and they're they're very respected and I, I it's crazy man it, it definitely caught me off guard because he's I mean he's young you know or he was young so it's like we're losing a 40s, lot yeah yeah like yeah. nowhere near like what you would think um so it, it's just wild man it's mind-blowing like I was talking to my friends recently that that death is is like is closer than you think you know what I'm saying yeah. like a lot of these people they they uh they had no idea you know you you would look at them and you would say like it's a young healthy person they're rich they they have the, their whole careers and everything going for them to stay healthy and live a long life and then they just like they're taken away from the world like that um so it's crazy man it could happen to anybody and like especially now with corona like you never know man one cough and and it, you could be wrapped and i think too as we get older like death is more it's just more real for us because I never really not I don't want to say I didn't understand the concept of death but I never dealt with death or realized I don't know I I just never personally dealt with it until the past couple of years yeah I still don't know how to really process it yeah I'm the same exact way Uh, excuse me like I I didn't have a lot of family members that like passed away I wasn't Mm -hmm. super close to like my grandparents because they're in Mexico so I mean, uh, like, yeah, it was just, it was weird, man. It's, it's never been that close to me. And I feel like lately, um, you know how they say like, like the rule of three, like, like, uh, what is it? Three people away or whatever. Like yeah. it's been really close. Like people that I know or people that like friends of friends or family of family, stuff like that. So it's like, it just makes you feel like, what would I do if it was me? What would I do if it was my parents? Like, like literally your parents start to get to the point where like, like one wrong move you know and and they could be gone and you start thinking about that stuff it's crazy man it's it's really it's really scary it drives you to drink right yeah (laughs) yeah but i kind of talked about this um which is this could be like a whole nother episode but how i talked about how like growing up you saw your parents and like aunts and uncles and like they didn't age to you like they were just always this superhero and then you blink one day and then like you start to see them aging you start to look older you start to see them not move as fast and it's like running into a brick wall like yeah for sure too and like our parents and grandparents generation they were having kids at like 18 20 stuff Mm -hmm. like that so it's like you see your grandma she's only 20 years older than your mom um and they she still looks good and she's fine and like especially for me like i don't see my family very often you know i see him like every year every few years stuff like that so like i'll go back and see my grandma i'm like man my grandma she's a little old lady now you know what i'm saying so it's 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 crazy it's it's so weird man it's it's weird how it happens it is but um 
death is inevitable the great circle of life <laughs> you definitely you definitely started this i thought this was gonna be a fun happy i know laughing I and we got we got deep right off the bat that's cool though i kind of like getting the deep stuff off first so that like by the time we end it's like upbeat and happy and we can go off into our <laughs> merry day <laughs> let's just right. get the heavy shit on out the way For um sure. speaking of heavy megan the stallion uh came on instagram and spoke for the first time after the tory lane shooting incident and it was nice to hear from her nice to know that she's doing well that she's recovering um but she made everybody feel like total douchebags for even making jokes or to have questions about the incident nah, nobody's safe bro nobody's safe like no matter what no matter who you are like nobody's safe from the internet and like you can't expect to be safe especially especially when when so much of your livelihood and so much of the reason why you have all the things you have is because people talk about you on the internet you you got to be you got to be ready uh to to get the negative so um i mean it's just it is what it is it's it's a crappy situation and if we're being real like like obviously it sucks that it happened to her and if we're being real real like i there i still have a lot of questions about what the fuck was going on that night (laughs) <laughs> like what what led up to this like what was happening like was was Tori having like like issues like low man syndrome type shit and it's crazy that nobody nobody talked about like people kind of said that like Tory Lanez was short and everybody thought knew he was like like smaller in stature um but it wasn't until he shot somebody that people started really going in on him so it's crazy now he now he's little guy now he's got little little guy syndrome um but I don't know. Like, I really, I'm so be, curious. It's, it's going to be hard for him to bounce back from this. Like, the only way that this is going to make sense is if, like, he was, like, in fear of his life. Like, what was yeah. going in that car to make you, to make it okay to shoot her twice? And then, like you said, like, I think that, of course, as a woman, like, you want to feel protected and you want to feel like you're feelings are being taken seriously because yeah i'm an entertainer but i'm still a fucking human like i still go through things like this was still a traumatic experience so like i don't want to i don't want you to take it lightly but at the same time like you said um you're not one of the artists that's like a j cole or drake to where you're ducked off and we don't see you until like it's project time you're heavily active with your fans you're on instagram every day you're on live talking so your fans have they feel like they know you and they feel like they're obligated to the t and to know what happened so like you have to take both sides when it's good and when it's bad. And like you said, like people have questions, like how do you get shot in both feet? Like what was yeah. <laughs> going on and how did it not hit any bones when like your foot is mostly bone? All like, bones, yeah. We need like, it, it's a weird, not, it's a weird story as a whole. The people involved is wild as hell because like now Kylie's involved somehow, some way. It was her party, wasn't it? Or... Yeah, I think they were leaving her pool party or something. I don't know. Yeah, it's crazy, man. Yeah, I I definitely would have wanted to be at that party. That party sounds like it was lit. Um, but <laughs> I I don't know. It, yeah, there's there's a lot of questions and like, um, I mean, yeah, like you said, like she's up and coming. She she depends on all of these things to make her livelihood to to make her money and like like 
like she's only going to get bigger if she keeps putting herself out there so i think um like it's a good time for her to realize that that's something that she's going to have to deal with for the rest of her life and to let it like brush off like like you said like drake drake doesn't worry about what people talk about and stuff like that like like uh, uh, well, I'm saying, I'm saying, like, like the big things. Obviously, if if you're gonna put out yeah. <laughs> like, like a whole diss track about like his his My paternity son, okay. and all that, yeah. But like, there's got to be thousands of of negative Drake tweets every day, or like LeBron yeah. negative LeBron. Like the the people that are biggest in their professions, they've got the most haters, um, and and they've gotten there because they know how to let it brush off and keep moving and address things when they need to be addressed and don't address anything that doesn't need to be addressed. So, I mean, I don't know. It's crazy though. It's, it's definitely an interesting situation. It is interesting. I think um, on one end, it's like, okay, thank God you're safe. We definitely feel like you should take some time to heal and do what you need to do to get back right. And then on the flip side, from a fan or from a spectator standpoint, like- I need that 30 to- for 30. yo 30 for 30 um like these celebrities aren't superheroes like they have feelings too like stop putting them on 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 this pedestal and let them live their their damn life like she was even talking about how she's she's 25 and she's lost both parents and she's trying to create this space of like where where she feels safe and she thought that she had done that and, and then it backfired so it was it's it's a heavy situation. yeah i'll tell you what if anybody could take it it's megan the stallion she built for it <laughs> <laughs> all right well <laughs> <laughs> she bro because because if two of those would have hit somebody else if, if two of those would have hit like fucking Kalani or somebody somebody would never mind let me not let me relax I don't know the anatomy <laughs> of her feet I don't know I don't know if he directly shot it if the shit ricocheted I don't know I don't know yeah but either way we're glad she's okay definitely take some time to, and then it sucks that like celebrities feel like in the midst of trauma they have to come out and speak to a whole bunch of people that have that yeah. they don't know but it brings yeah. it back to these people you don't know is why you're where you're at at the same time. Yeah, for sure. So. I it, It's weird. And I, I wouldn't say they owe it to anybody to say yeah. anything, um, but they have to understand that people are going to talk and people are going to ask questions and they have to be okay with that. And mm-hmm. you got to, you got to understand that if there's a meme to be made, it's going to be made. So I think that's sure. part of it. I would shoot. I want, I want memes to be made of me. You should do TikTok. I hear TikTok's great for artists. Bro, I do, I do TikTok, man. I'm, I'm so scared of Trump because I've, I feel like I got, I just got TikTok. I started promoting my song on it, and it's, it's doing actually pretty well on TikTok. Lit. Um, and uh, yeah, and now Trump's trying to take that away. So, man, like, is Trump really gonna take away TikTok? Like, I don't, I don't think so. See, so like the thing about Trump, I feel like he does and says a lot of things on purpose. Like he'll put out a tweet right before he's trying to close out a deal or yeah. something like that, and try to give himself that bargaining advantage. So I think there's something going on with the Microsoft deal. Like Microsoft's trying to buy TikTok, and for some reason Trump doesn't like that. I haven't like researched it in depth, but I know. 
I know for a fact. the seed. Everybody go out and do your own research. This right. is just ice. This is just the tip <laughs> of the iceberg here. Exactly. I know for a <laughs> fact that Microsoft was trying to buy them. I know for a fact that TikTok, uh, that Trump didn't want it to happen. Um, and so, like, I think I think this might be part of like a deal that he's negotiating or something like mm-hmm. that. He's like, look, I'm I'm letting you know, like, I I'll cut you off real quick. Um, so I, I don't know what he's doing, but I know, I know, uh, I don't know. I know the president doesn't do anything without foresight, um, unless he's, unless he's tweeting. Um, (laughs) I have no idea. Well, and since we're here speaking of Trump, like, were you one of the people who would have considered Kanye as a presidential candidate? Yeah, for sure. I was, I was definitely gonna vote for Kanye if he was going to be on my ballot man and it's not so much of like i think kanye's gonna be a a great president or i think that kanye is this or that um i just feel very let down by the political system and um i feel like for a long time because we have a two-party system uh they've gotten people's loyalty without giving them anything for it so Mm -hmm. exactly so like there's so many people that will vote democrat and like push Biden like yo everybody has to get out there and vote everybody has to get Trump out of office everybody has to like put Joe Biden in office like what has Joe Biden given us what has he given us this man can't give us a complete sentence and we're out here fighting for him like he's the savior so I I think they they've forced uh two uh two options on us and neither one of them gets me excited to say like yo this person cares about me. This person is going to do something to make my life better. Um, so, and like, like the fact that those are the only options, like, honestly, I, I, I didn't even know if I was going to vote. Like I was definitely going to vote in November because of the local elections, but I felt yeah. like I was just going to leave the presidential one blank. And then honestly, there's been some things where, um, where Trump or like, like, conservative ideas about like how to move forward with things have resonated more with me mm-hmm. than like than like uh than just like the the easy like democrat answer like no this is right this is wrong and this is what we're going to push and 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 this and that cuz a lot of it man a lot of the democratic policies and stuff like that like like they are very friendly to big corporations and and big banks and and big pharma and stuff like that um and and it makes sense because they're the ones that are funding their campaigns so um so like if you follow the money you see who they really care about um and if their employers are the people that make money off of you having to like go through shit so like big pharma makes fun makes money when you have to pay a lot for for your for your medicine Mm -hmm. so if big pharma is your boss then who are you going to fight for you're going to make sure that they're good so that so that you're good when when you're up for election again so i think it's not until we get big money out of politics that we're gonna really have candidates that care about the people because we're not their boss the the people paying their bills are their boss and that that's who that's who you're gonna take care of you better preach fresco <laughs> um <laughs> um you brought up a good point just about the 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 two-party system to where like you feel like you have to pick and people of color have for a very long time been told that Republicans are racist, Republicans are this, that, and the third, and like you have to be a Democrat. But if you step away from 
the dim, like the parties and just really sit down and think about what is important to you and how you live your life. A lot of us can identify with conservative policies, exactly. but the candidates that they give us aren't really to our liking. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah. You're yeah. really a conservative at heart. For sure. Especially like if you think about like if you think about minority communities, they're, they're very involved in the church and, and mm-hmm. tradition and and like old school ways of thinking of working hard to like get yours and this and that. Um, and it's crazy because it's turned into like this like conservative versus versus liberal thing mm-hmm. where really, really it's rich people against poor people, man. Like like these policies either affect rich people or they affect poor people. Mm-hmm. And um, the the issue is when you don't think about it that way when you're seeing red and blue you're not thinking about what like what these policies actually mean because it's like it's like all of these like conservative policies like a lot of them are really bad for people who don't have money but you go out to to like these very rural communities where people don't have a lot of money and and they are bro trump is their hero and it's like it's like it's like wait don't you need health care like aren't you out here struggling like <laughs> don't you need <laughs> right <laughs> right so it's like it's like they're voting against what they need because of their affiliation to a party and i mean just like you said the black community like like what have democrats done for the black community and it's like when you keep voting for somebody even though they're not giving you anything in return then you're setting yourself up for them to c- continue to do whatever the fuck they want because because they they know you're going to vote for them. So yeah. It, it it's it's crazy. It's a crazy system. I think we're very far from um from real change or like trusting uh politicians or the government at all. I think people have lost trust and people will continue to lose trust and um I I think at at this point everybody just kind of feels like I just got to look out for me and make sure my family's right and then and then we'll see what happens with the rest of the world well just yeah it's just about me and mine this is not a political podcast in no way shape or form i'm not <laughs> well versed in any of this, but i will say that voting i think is important and people feel like it's not because you only go out and vote when it's time for the president when you miss out on all of the local elections which is going to have a more direct effect on you And so if you're going to be a part of the political process, really be a part of it and don't think that your one vote is it. Like if you're going to vote for these people, hold them accountable. Like I feel like I didn't grow up knowing to attend like town hall meetings or, 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 or even a PTSA meeting, but it's so important to really be involved and to know what they're trying to do so that you can speak your opinion, the things that you want. And if you do vote for somebody who says that they're going to help you, you need to hold them accountable. So it's just about staying present and being part of the political process for real, for real, through and through. Yeah. And if you don't believe in the political process, think of like, think about the rules in your neighborhood and in, in your like small town and in, in your city, like the pe- all the rules, everything, every little change that happens, even if you live in a in a community that has a homeowners association, the people Ooh. that the the people that are making the most noise, the Karens of the world, they're the ones who end up getting their way. Like like people will say, man, I just don't want to deal with this lady yelling at me about this this whatever this is. Okay. So I'm just gonna cut my grass. I'm gonna paint my house this color or whatever. <laughs> so it's like those people that are really active and really like pushing to do 
um, to make change and to, to do things in their neighborhoods and their communities are the people whose voices get listened to. So like really there is, there is change there. It just it starts at the small local level and, and, and getting involved in your community. Um, but it's, it's a lot of work and it's annoying and most of us are kind of passive and we're like, we don't have time to be dealing with everybody else. And that's why, that's why the Karens get their way. Cause we'd rather just kind of like, bro, it's not going to affect me. It's not until shit gets real, real that, that we get that up in arms and we want to change. Yeah. So, um, it's just, it's crazy, man. It's, it's, we're definitely living in very strange times. Super spooky. Did you want, um, and since we, we were talking about Kanye becoming a political candidate, like you said you would, do you still feel that way after the recent tweets and everything that's been going on or have you been, um, I, I would still, no, I would definitely still vote for Kanye because I, I'm very steadfast about my opinion that it doesn't matter who the president is. Um, so, uh, so I would vote for Kanye because if we're going to have a shitty president, I'd rather be one that makes beautiful music, right? Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like, I think, I think I, I really feel for Kanye and uh, like, like, in the la the breakdown video where he was talking about um like not having his his father uh around and and like how he wants to be that for his kids and like the pain that you saw um in in his words and how he just couldn't contain his emotion you can tell that there's a there's a lot of pain and there's a lot of hurt that he's got inside of him um and he is not benefited by his situation um like like literally like how would you feel if you have mental health issues and the person that's supposed to have your back back to like everything and supposed to be your rock and this and that like makes money every time you have a mental breakdown or gets more exposure or has made a career out of getting exposure from these situations so it's it's a very unhealthy situation for him and him wanting to be that dad and like like wanting to make sure that his kids have the life that he didn't have and the father that, that he didn't have like he probably feels trapped into that situation um where he's like he's like i can't leave because i'm not gonna leave my kids um but then if i stay it's affecting me so much it's affecting me so negatively and like i just i see a lot of pain in him i know he definitely needs help and i know that the situation that he's in is is not helping him at all so like i know like when when we uh when i texted you during the week i was like man these kardashians man they they're really the problem and i mean it's a, it's a funny way to put it but uh, like on some real shit like he's a guy who's had these issues for a long time she probably yeah. knew that when they met um and like you know if i'm being cynical i think she probably felt like it would be beneficial for her career um, I, I, I heard somebody talk about this recently that like every time one of these big Kardashian issues happens, like they're shooting a season of keeping up with the Kardashians. How so it's like, you, is that, is what exactly. Saying? So you, 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 you hear about it in the tabloids, this and that, this and that. And then the, the preview for the season comes out and it's like, Hey, we're going to talk about all this shit that just happened. So tune in, you know what I'm saying? So it's crazy, man. They make, they make money off of, off of like shit that is, is not like funny or or like it's it's serious stuff it's stuff that people go through and um it's not games but like that i feel like it's being treated like a game so it's just crazy to me 
I don't subscribe to the theory that the Kardashians are the downfall of men. Um, the same way you said that, you know, Kim probably knew that Kanye had these issues and that she could probably make good content from it. He knew he was marrying Kim Kardashian. Like, why is Kim famous? And what has she continued to be, be fam- famous for? And in a sense, like, I think them getting together was kind of opportunistic for him, too, because, like, wasn't he in debt? when they first got together like him trying to launch Yeezus and everything so okay I'm gonna marry Kim Kardashian who has a stupid ass fan base everything she sells is gold I I am gonna put her in in um Yeezy fashion and it's gonna boost my um stock prices like they both could have been opportunistic in that situation I don't think it's all Kim Right. And I don't think that I don't think that he went into it thinking like, yeah, she loves me and I have nothing to gain from it. Like he probably did. And I'm not I'm not saying that they are um, that it's not the guy's responsibility to see what's going on and to and to choose to take themselves out of that situation. Um, and it, it, I, a lot of people probably would say like, yeah, man, I, I'll I'll put myself in that situation. I'll become one of the richest people in the world. And then when, when it's my time, like I'll get out of it. The, I think where the problem, cause he talked about wanting to abort his daughter. Yeah. Um, so I think that's, that's where it fucked up his plan. I think, I think he had an in and out plan. Uh, like, like get the clout, get the money, get, get the recognition get the and like start my brand, start what I need to do and then get out. And then, Yep, and then pull out game week, and now he's trapped. Hello he's week. trapped in the Kardashian household. So, <laughs> yeah, so it's crazy, man. I don't know. It's 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 definitely sad though. It's it's sad to see somebody trapped in yeah. a situation where there's no good options, and and then on top of that, you've got mental health issues, um, that that make everything worse and and kind of magnify everything. So it it's crazy. I feel really bad for him. I genuinely like. Like it hurt my soul to to see his mental breakdown, um. So I just I really hope that he can get help and he can get to a point where uh where he's he's happy. Um. I'm man. I would be I'd be devastated if we lost Kanye. That would be that would be crazy. That'd be like Kobe. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody likes to talk shit about him now, but if we were to really lose him off of the strength of him not being able to deal with his issues, it would be. A sad day. It'd be crazy, a, a man. It'd be crazy. For sure. For sure, for sure. What were your thoughts on um like Dave Dave Chappelle going out there to see him? Who who else went out there? It was Dave Chappelle, I believe. Uh Justin Bieber. Justin Bieber went out there. Um, so Dave Chappelle, man, Dave Chappelle, he's he's been very transparent lately. He's been he's been out like um like his last few comedy specials have been a lot about like his his personal life and what he's actually going through and his battles that he's had and stuff like that. Um, so I think I think Dave Chappelle seems like the type of person who genuinely cares and he, he might have seen what I was talking about. Like he might have seen that pain and that disparity in Kanye. Um, so I can I feel like he was there to help. Um, Justin Bieber is somebody who's been in that spotlight and who's probably had his own issues and probably saw him and was like, man, that like, that's how I feel. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Um, so I, 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 like if I had to assume, and if I'm not being cynical, I would say that they were both there because they felt him and they, they saw that he needed help. Um, and they wanted to be there for him. And I don't know what their relationships are personally, but 
if that's your friend and you see your friend like that, you're getting on a plane and you're going to go, go at least talk to him. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Well, hopefully, hopefully things get better in that situation. I believe I don't keep up with it too much, but um, I think Kim has gone out there to the ranch to be with him and they were seen together. And like, he put out an apology after he went on his rant and said that her and Meek had, met up for reasons other than prison reform so yeah hopefully they're like they're trying to get some kind of healing done versus it just being for the cameras yeah so this is going to be on record that i had said what i said and (laughs) if 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 kanye comes out of this and and he makes a recovery and he's still with kim at the end of this i'm gonna have a lot a lot of respect for her because it, it takes a lot to be with somebody that's going through that stuff and mm-hmm. and like it t- it takes like a real ride or die um so i would i would definitely eat my words if, if i see him come out of that and and she be by his side through all of it i would take it back but for now i just i think that i don't know man i like the kardashians they 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 be they be moving in mysterious ways right well we're gonna take a sharp left turn um (laughs) beyonce (laughs) dropped black is king on um, on disney plus uh feels like it started off kind of being an album for the lion king and kind of turned into her thing um i haven't watched it in its entirety i watched the first 30 minutes so far so good i think for me like i'm like i'm not a hater but i'm not a part of the beehive either And I just don't, like, rush to, like, projects when she drops them. And I think because deep down I know that when I see it, I'm going to be, like, obsessed and watch it over and over and over again. That's (laughs) what I did with Lemonade. That's what I did with Homecoming. And now that's what's going to happen with this because it's a lot of Afro beats and I love Afro beats. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely a vibe, man. And I I wouldn't consider myself – (laughs) <laughs> like beehive or anything either uh there's there's very few uh artists that that i would say i'm i'm like a crazy fan of um like that but beyonce's i mean she's definitely like a genius and she's definitely like like somebody who will go down in history as one of the biggest yeah. artists in, in like in the world ever um so like everything that she does you at least you owe it to her and to everything that she's done to sit down to listen to it um and to kind of take it in and you you kind of owe it to yourself like it'd be crazy to be from picasso's time and like well i guess back then they hated on picasso huh so but like but like like or people when when jordan was playing if you lived in chicago and you never saw jordan play live you're gonna feel like you missed out so we're growing up in a time where we've got a lot of people making a lot of really good music and, and putting out a lot of really good art um, so I think it's important to to appreciate it while it's here. And she very rarely misses. Like the only thing that I was not rocking with is when she remixed um, "Before I Let Go." Like that just wasn't a classic for anybody to remake. So I think yeah. I would have been mad if anybody did it. Yeah. But Beyonce doesn't miss. Like like Beyonce comes on TV or she walks into a room. Like she's just one of those entities where like the like everything stops like she has a presence and like even in this visual album like she's gorgeous and her her voice sounds amazing and yeah this this is i mean yeah the damn she's she's a celebrity among celebrities like i've heard so many people talk about like like important people talk about 
Beyonce walking into a room and it's like like they felt nervous and you yeah. know and it's, it's people that that sell millions or, or have been in movies have been in all these situations but like she she's like the popular kid in school amongst celebrities um so it, yeah she's definitely she's definitely next level she's definitely um like hip-hop royalty um and and like black royalty in general yeah. So like, she's yeah, like man. Mike Jackson level, maybe even bigger because she's a woman and she's been able to overcome a lot. And she's like unapologetically black in everything that she does, too. And and like she doesn't make it where she's like, I am black, black, black to be black. Like she's not that type of like right. militant, but everything she does, like visually, you'll see her like just pull from different parts of the culture, whether it be the braids, whether it be the grills, whether it be going back to like the um African styles like she's going to definitely put on for the culture and like you have to respect that yeah for sure for sure this is a total tangent but you said that she's like the popular kid in school did you feel like Meadow Creek had like a popular class like or a popular group of kids um that it's that's interesting actually because I feel like I feel like Meadow Creek is very different from anywhere else Mm -hmm. um where it was so diverse and there were so many groups of people and like everybody was cool you know what Mm -hmm. i'm saying like like people weren't necessarily cool with with everybody else but like every group was cool like like you could hang out with with the smart kids or you could hang out with the athletes or you could hang out like man like like if i if i think of my friend group um in high school and i think about where they're at now and like what they're doing it's all so diverse and so different and it's very like everybody is at exactly kind of like where you thought they would be for the most part like like people have kind of stayed pretty true to like who they were and and stuff and and i feel like everybody's kind of made it in their own way which which is really dope but i feel like i feel like meadow creek was different in that way because it's not that typical like I think part of it was the fact that our football team <laughs> only <laughs> one game because they like you don't you can't be the jock you can't be the jock like like quarter star quarterback that you know you would have at, at the at any other school if like your team isn't that good so it, it kind of brought everybody down to the same level I do think like I remember like Chris Allen and like like Tiandre um because they were they were getting they were like getting recruited so highly and and our basketball team were so good they felt not only were they like older than us but they felt a little bit out of reach a little bit like popular celebrity status type thing um so I I feel like if if we're gonna say somebody was popular or or anything like that like it would be them um but yeah it wasn't it wasn't that like mean girls dynamic you know what I'm saying where where you have the popular kids and you have the losers and you have like like the nerds and you have like the the punk rock kids like everybody's just kind of like intertwined and I think I think that's so cool and I think that's kind of like what makes all of us kind of like who we are and like so like adapt to like life in general because we've kind of we there's nothing that surprises we've seen people that look like everything and act like everything in every different combination so like it's hard to catch somebody off guard when they've seen everything Yep. Yeah. Took the words right out of my mouth. I have nothing else to say. Well, (laughs) um, 
Masterpiece Story, The No Limit Chronicles premiered on BET and it's basically uh, telling the story of how he basically built his empire of um, No Limit Records. And I think like we know how big Master P is, but then sometimes we don't or we try to play him because now like he's doing rap snacks and like doing these noodles. But even in that that's marketing genius because like he's like yo my people are eating oodles and noodles every day anyway so why not i make oodles and noodles yeah you can't hate on money moves man like no matter what it is it's as i've gotten older i i've realized that you can make money in the most random ways uh there's this book called uh the millionaire next door and it talks about like how um how like you like there's there's different like streams of income that you don't think of like there's millionaire plumbers and electricians and especially like in construction man there's so much money in construction and there's so much money in all these different industries that you think of a celebrity you think of an athlete you think of uh you think of uh, an artist or an actor or something like that and then you think of somebody that got lucky with an app and it, it popped and and now they're the richest man on earth but really you can be a millionaire doing like so many different things so anytime there's there's something like like yo like if i if i made a dollar off of every like box of noodles that i sold and i sold 500,000 boxes of noodles that's 500,000 dollars a year that i'm making for for noodles and you can clown me all you want but that's that's half a million that's every year money in the bank exactly okay. yeah. yeah and i mean you know you know that like they're just diversifying man and they've got all these different streams of income so i i bro i'll never i'll never knock a hustle if it's making money never and then you know um watching how he was able to start his um company basically he ended up getting a ten thousand dollar i don't know if that was a whole settlement or, or if that was part of the settlement but basically his grandfather went to a va hospital and they gave him the wrong medicine and um, he ended up dying. Mm-hmm. So they ended up winning a settlement and that $10,000 um, started his, it was like a record store in Richmond, California. And then, so that's how it started. And then fast forward to when he started doing music himself and like he was going into these um, labels rooms, these major labels and he was so pro self-made and i want to own everything he was like the first rapper to make the biggest deal to where he was doing an 80 20 split on a distribution deal like you don't own any of my stuff you're you're just helping me get it in stores and that was unheard of in like 93 94. yeah yeah the definite the independent movement is definitely a lot more recent and I honestly didn't know that, and I haven't, um, I haven't watched it yet. But that just makes me even more excited to watch it. Yeah. Um, watch it. yeah so, but yeah, I mean that's crazy because back then it's like you wanted to be signed, and once yeah. you got signed, you made it. So for him to have that foresight and for him to be able to catch that when nobody's telling you, it's like mm-hmm. you just see and you do the math yourself, and you're like, wait why am I, if I could just do this myself, I'm going to like make so much more money for him to have that foresight and to like bank on himself like that. That's crazy. I, and I have a lot of respect for that. That's, that's gotta like, love masterpiece. Um, so now that you're taking music seriously, you said it's only been a couple months of you taking it seriously, seriously. Yeah. Is the goal to sign with a major or are you definitely on the independent route? Oh, that's crazy. Um, so I was thinking about, (laughs) it's crazy because I was literally thinking about this earlier. 
um because like like anybody man you think you tell anybody like yo here's the bag sign here and it's it's very hard for people who came up like us that you know like we we saw our parents busting their ass to to just to like like have enough money to live you know what i'm saying and and yeah and you think about what you want for your future and you don't want to be limited by money and how crucial even one million or or like if you tell somebody a hundred thousand dollars that came up in our situation they're like that's life-changing money you know what i'm saying so like i bro when people ask me i say joking i'm like bro i'll sell out so quick like <laughs> like i'll take yeah, that back so quick like paper, right? bro I, i'll be a one hitter quitter bro like like <laughs> no problems no questions asked i'll take my million run um uh but i so like yes the goal would be to get signed and that would be amazing and, and it would be a quick come up but um i i, I also want to work towards like like I want my main focus to be going independent and like making it happen for myself. Not so much because I want more money because I don't want to depend on like getting lucky and getting discovered. Like I want to, I want to have a goal that I can work towards myself. And then if I get discovered in the meantime, like that's awesome, but I have to be working towards if I don't get discovered and I got to do it myself. If I have to do it myself. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, just like, and it really, really these days it's, it's about like building influence building influence and building followers and having somebody something to sell like you got to think of yourself as a product yep. um like how am i going to make other people money so uh i've been i've been like brainstorming all of these things like all these ideas like 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 what if i was able to like not need concert venues and and i could do shows or i could do like like block parties like people used to do block parties and perform at block parties and, and yeah. shit like that yeah that's something um so like shit like that, like I, I'm I'm trying to think of my master plan to be able to do it by myself. That way, if it happens to, if I get a shortcut, like it's there and I'll take it. But if I don't and I have to work for all of it, then I'm, I'm I already started, you know, it's not like, oh, fuck, now I didn't make it. Now I'm going to start like trying to go independent. It's like, it's like, I'm going to start trying to go independent from the jump. And then if I get signed in the meantime, then, then I'll consider it. You know what I'm saying? So I know you've just been taking it serious for three months. You have three singles out, four? Um, I think there's like like four or five songs on my SoundCloud. Yeah. Um, but man, I'm sitting on some heat. Sitting on That's some what heat. I was going to get into. So I feel <laughs> like your music is definitely like feel good, vibey music. Yeah. I catch your wordplay that um, Evanescence line took me out. I was like, yes, Evanescence. <laughs> um, <laughs> but like, do you... Are you more so of like vibey, I want a party type rapper, or do you have some like conscious rap, quote unquote, stuff in the tuck too? Um, so so really like I I came up um and I, I really started getting into like rap and like and like metaphors and like like the intricacies of, of wordplay through Lil Wayne and, and all his mixtapes. So um a a lot of like I always wanted to have bars man that's like like metaphors and bars and like like comparing shit has always been like very interesting to me and and I've always like like no matter what even if if I do it on accident or if I'm trying to do it like I want to have bars um but lately I've I've been all about flows man and I like 
like i i really obviously i've always been a big drake fan I, i've got a huge like i feel like drake is probably my biggest influence um thank because, you for saying that because i don't know why guys feel like it's not okay to say drake is a big inf- like hey, he's amazing yo drake one time on one of his songs said uh um <laughs> oh man see this is another thing i want to talk about actually is is the n-word and i'm not going to say it on your podcast because <laughs> because uh i don't want to put you in the position to be like oh oh you can't say that and i don't want to put you in the position where people are telling you like why aren't you telling me you can't say that um so i'm not going to say you brought this up because i wanted to talk about that too look at us on the same wavelength <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i'm not going to put you in that position but there's a line where drake says i never made i, n- I never have made music for n-words that don't get pussy so I feel like people that hate on Drake is people that can't relate to the shit that he's talking about. So they're like, oh, fuck, like, like, I don't know what, what that's like. So I've got to hate on it. Um, but like, like people that have been in those situations um, on some on some I'm like your your girl's pick to see if she if she really loves you or if she's trying to be with me. Vibes. Petty, petty. <laughs> yeah. So people that have been in those situations really, really fuck with Drake. And, and and everything that he does man i've always bro i'll argue about drake to the end bro like i i feel like <laughs> like he's gonna be one of those people that isn't appreciated until he's gone um like if you look at if you look at like the numbers he's put up and and the hits that he has and like the his versatility is is ridiculous because he's made all kinds of records um so i think he's gonna go down as the greatest artist of our generation like no questions asked and like you can hate on it now but like in the long in the long term like that's what it's going to be so i mean yeah uh, as as far as like i go like i i started off like trying to do these different things and like i would hear a beat and i'm like okay what artist do i hear on it um and like that's what i want to sound like but i've gotten to the point where uh, i kind of have developed my own style and i'm starting to yeah. catch like similarities and in my songs and like the stuff that I have coming out that like it's like oh this is kind of like something that I do uh so I mean yeah I I feel like I'm definitely like in my bag like when I'm when I'm making like turn up songs when I'm sipping a little bit when I'm smoking a little bit and I and I've got like a hype type beat I feel like that is is what I I feel most comfortable doing and what I feel like I'm best at um and i feel like it's something that we're missing i feel like like life was so good for so long that like people needed to be depressed and shit so we had this whole wave (laughs) of like emo rap and shit but i feel like now we're like really depressed and and life sucks (laughs) so it's like we need some party shit we need some turn up shit um i i remember i went to i went to brunch a couple weeks ago and like they're they're still doing the social distancing and and they have like the tables apart. But I was with my group of friends and there was a DJ man and he played some turn up music and like it hit different because you haven't mm-hmm. been able to turn up for so long that like that's like fuck man I needed that like I needed I needed yeah. Bad Bunny right now, you know what I'm saying? So shout um, out to Bad Bunny. We're gonna have an episode about him. One yo, that's him. that's Mexican Drake. I mean not Mexican Drake. Damn, that's racist. How am I racist? <laughs> <laughs> He's Puerto that's, Rican. Yeah, he's Puerto Rican. Yeah, that's Hispanic okay. Drake, I meant to say. Um, but apparently everybody Hispanic is Mexican, is Mexican. so it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm Mexican, so I'm cool with that. I'm not. I'm <laughs> not. Um, but yeah, man, that's that's Hispanic Drake, man, and and it's he's he's 
he's literally like had the same like trajectory where like people hate on him and 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 this and that but like he changed the game and now he's the one of the biggest artists in the world not even the biggest latin artist he's like one of the biggest artists in the world um when it comes down to plays and and, and all that stuff so it, it's crazy man it's crazy how like some of the, the biggest people take the most hate I feel like you have to go through that, though. Like, you have to go through the stage of people doubting you and thinking that you're just going to be, like, a little moment or or a wrinkle in time. Drake has been consistently hot since, what, we were in high school? I think yeah, I heard him for 07. the first time on, like, yeah, like in 07, 08. Yeah. Consistently hot. So, like, you can't hate it's on crazy. that. Yeah, it's crazy, man. That That I always, like, that always brings up like a, a certain time in high school and like Wes, Wes mm-hmm. isn't here today, but like, Shout out to like, Wes, man, he was supposed to be here, but I'd be on CP time and I, you know, <laughs> our recording schedule. Yeah. My bad, Wes. Yeah. We, we definitely would have gone in on some of these topics with Wes, but there, <laughs> th- there's many more to come. Um, but yeah, like I, I just remember like that group of friends and like, like when something would drop, when Lil Wayne or Drake would drop something, in, in that time and to like talk about it the next day it's like yo did you did you hear that he said this and like talk about the bars and like break everything down like it, it just takes me back to like such a cool time in music and like like shit was changing like 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 rap was changing so much at that time um and and for it to all come full circle to where it's at now and it's like rap music is pop music and it's the, the number one genre yes. in the world mm-hmm. is crazy yeah. And shit, shit that talks about that's that's black excellence right there. Like the number one genre in the world is hip hop. It's not hip hop like, is not, in everything. It's in commercials. Exactly. It's in movies. It's in sports. Exactly. It's in Hamilton. Like Broadway <laughs> Yo, musical. Ham- Hamilton Yo, can was we, so fire. Can we talk about Hamilton, bro? Yo, can okay, we please? Because so, nobody has been wanting to talk about it with me. Yo, I love it. I will talk about it because <laughs> I was I a doubter, bro. It. I was a doubter. I was like, man, I don't really do the whole musical thing. Like, I don't like when people are uh, are singing, like, in the middle of a scene for no reason. Like, people don't just <laughs> break out into song. But, like, and I'm not going to lie, the day that I watched it, I was retired. Um, and, and I think I watched probably, like, the first, like, 45 minutes of it and, and fell asleep. But the first, like, 30 seconds of it, I was like, wait are they doing this the whole time? They're just like, and, and it's like, it's like good, good rap. Like, like these guys got bars and metaphor and metaphors La- and wordplay. Lafayette and like, like everything. fire. La- oh, they, Lafayette. Yo, it's crazy. <laughs> and that boy Hamilton, man, he didn't look like he had bars, bro, but, but he had, he, <laughs> that, boy I was, I, that boy Hamilton, shout out him. <laughs> um, Yeah, man, that, that's just crazy. It definitely caught me off guard. And like, like I definitely fucked with it heavy 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 like for for a musical like shit i don't even know what other musicals there are but it's probably probably the the one i've enjoyed the most i don't think i've watched many musicals i think the only thing that i could consider a musical that i watched was probably moulin rouge and <laughs> i loved it because it was about a brothel pretty much and you know yeah so that was nice and they they the the story was sung in songs that were already made so they were playing like madonna and like different rock groups so like you were familiar with the songs and it was dope at how they were able to place these songs in the scenes to where it's telling the story of what's actually happening but hamilton is dope because like 
maybe I'm late to the musical party, but the fact that they told a whole story about colonial times, is it factual? I don't fucking know. But the fact that they told the whole story in song and rap was amazing to me. It was beautiful. Yeah. It was, it was definitely crazy. And it wasn't, it wasn't the cliche, like, I am Hamilton. I'm going to sign a bill. Like, it was like, yeah. it was real rap. It yeah. Was, it was so fire like i i fucked with it and it, it definitely caught me off guard and if if you're into rap and hip-hop music and you haven't seen it um i definitely you recommend i definitely recommend you check it out at least like at least the first five minutes um uh because it's really really crazy like what they did like if you think about like somebody had to like go and like read the history of what happened in, in this situation and and be like okay how are we gonna write this this into a rap and like not only tell a story with it which is like one of the hardest things to do with rap music is like tell a a consistent story but but do it with metaphors and punchlines like it's crazy it's really really on another level so um definitely check it out if you're a fan even the singing like i've been singing the like the the um sister song inside of my head the whole day you know when (laughs) she was talking about how she really liked Hamilton, but she let her sister have him because she yeah. knew that. I was like, I've been singing. She that fumbled the own. bag. <laughs> uh, yeah, just please go watch Hamilton now, <laughs> Felipe. I do want to speak on you using the N word really quickly, if yeah, if we may. So yeah. you're Mexican. You said yes. that you grew up in Gwinnett. We said that as well. So, yeah. like, when you say it, I don't feel a way because I know you, like, I know you're not saying it inside of a derogatory way, like, and we grew up in the same community, so it's like, you're my nigga, and I feel like you say that with us as well, so, like, because I know you, I don't feel any type of way. I think Hispanics, mostly, I don't feel a way about it, but do you usually get, like, any type of pushback saying it around other people, or are you mindful of who say it around or how does that work yeah i've never had anybody tell me like yo why are you saying that or like no you can't say that um um it wasn't actually until i left atlanta because i was i was in the military and i was around like like black people that i had never met before um so it was like it was like wait i forgot like some people aren't cool with everybody saying that Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying um so I'd have to catch myself and it's like like you said like we grew up in the same community and and we grew up with the same people and I mean like like if you I I just I talk the way I talk and and I talk the way all of my friends talk and do I want to be fake and like like act a certain way when I know I'm saying it in my daily life like I'm not even gonna flex like I I, I say it all the time like I use it just as much as, as black people use it um but like so do I want to be fake and not say it in my music even though I said it in real life or do I want to just like do I want to like play it conservatively and like at the end of the day it comes down to what I was saying about like selling out or like getting the bag like there will be a certain point where I have to make a decision like where it's affecting my bag and and it it could be affecting it negatively and it could not and it's it's just weird man because if you think about like who's allowed to say it in music and who's not and like you take like six nine or like low pump and it's like like people are like well yeah they can say because they have tattoos on their face so it's like what does that even mean (laughs) yeah (laughs) exactly 
Yeah, so it's crazy, man. Like I I think it's it's really weird. It's really different. It's not something that um that I am I like like it's honestly not really my call to be honest. Um it it really is is just going to come down to like what people are comfortable with. And honestly, like I feel like like if I if I if people said like no, you can't use it. I don't give a fuck. Like you're not black, you can't say that shit. I don't give a fuck who you grew up with or who said you can. Like you can't. I'd be like, that's fine, bro. Like my vocabulary is very extensive. I could use it. I can use other words. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know how I feel about it. I definitely don't like people telling me what I can and can't say, but I also like, like, don't want to, um, to be okay. disrespectful because I, I know, like, like I said, like I grew up in these communities and, and I, I grew up like hand in hand, um, with, with, like black kids and and other minorities and like it's not the same experience obviously um but but it's a similar experience and you know what your friends went through and what your friends continuously go through and if like if me not saying it helps at all then like it does but like honestly I don't know if it does or does not help I guess you wouldn't know until somebody tells you that it's not okay but I think for the most part real recognizes real and like you're definitely not like a pretentious like guy who's like trying to be black because like you've seen those people yeah like i'm just trying to be down like you're just felipe (laughs) like that's it and so like when we're in conversation or hanging out it'll fly and it'll just like it's not anything that i second guess like it's just like okay yeah i feel like yeah i feel like people that know me for sure it definitely like makes sense and um it it would have been weird to like grow up feeling like I can't say it like I would have definitely faced this dilemma a long time ago um so that would have been that would have been weird and now it's it's so ingrained bro it's so weird like like in those situations where I can't say I've had so many almost slip-ups because because I got so comfortable with it um but I mean it's just part of growing up man just like we have our comfortable our uh, customer service voices like you learn, <laughs> you learn to to be a certain person in a certain situation, and it's just, yeah. it's just wisdom, man. It's it's knowing how to look out for yourself and cover your own ass. Pretty much, period. Well, um, that pretty much sums up what I thought about this week. Um, did you have any other anything else? I know you say you haven't really been on social media or paying too much attention to the news. Yeah, no. Um, J. Cole, J. Cole is gonna be in the league next year. <laughs> Quote me on it. I'm I'm investing early. Um, but please tell me why you th- like. Is he actually promoting this? Did you see him well, play one on one? Like what? What's um, making you say the, that? The the guy training him, um, came out and and said it, and he said that J. Cole is seriously training, and and that his goal is to be on an NBA roster excuse me um next year and like man cole cole is nice with it <laughs> and he's he's tall um and he's tall <laughs> he's definitely tall enough to play and he's got the time and money to dedicate himself uh to doing it and and j cole's relentless man he's 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 one of the smartest people um in in the music industry he's another person that's very big on being independent and 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 making his money and not like having to fold for any labels or anything like that so 
Uh, I know he's not the type of person that will blindly go into something that he doesn't think that he could actually accomplish. And if he thinks he can accomplish it, that means there's there's a pretty good chance. And if there's a chance, then he's going to work and he's going to get it. So I don't know if he's going to be an all-star, but if he can get on an <laughs> NBA roster, yo, can you imagine how many jerseys uh, he would sell? Yeah, it's sold <laughs> it's out crazy. every time. As soon yeah. as the new batch drops, it's over with. Get that, get that Charlotte Hornets uh, uh, cold jersey. Like, that would be crazy. I feel like everybody would be wearing that shit. Well, that just answered my next question. Do you think he's going to go what, – what team would you like to see him on? So I assume the Charlotte yeah, he's, Hornets. Yeah, he's got he's to gotta go to the hometown team, man. That's like, it's like if Quavo played, you got to play for the Hawks. That's true. <laughs> that is true. All right, yeah. well, that sums up what I thought about this week. On to introspective moments. Introspective moments with Nina. All right. So for introspective moments this week, we're going to revisit the Ask Nina segment. Um, and then we're going to just talk about some just some mess that we've been seeing on social media. So for Ask Nina this week, uh, the homeboy Chris asked, why is it so hard for a large portion of women to hold themselves accountable for their contribution or lack thereof in a relationship? Why is it always the guy's fault? Ooh. Um, this is problematic, and this is fake news. Like, who is not <laughs> holding themselves accountable here? Yo, so... It's not I, I, like you've been in a situation where you felt like the woman did not hold herself accountable. Uh, yes, like. I, I do. I do think that um, I've, I've had experiences where it's, it's difficult for the girl in the relationship to to accept that they're wrong especially in the moment uh girls can be very well, i don't know about good about apologizing but the, they're good about like coming back and trying to fix things um but in the moment like i feel like part of it is like growing up and like like the whole like princess mindset and like like whatever you want you can get it like it, it's not been many times when you've been wrong so you haven't you haven't <laughs> developed developed that skill you know and and in a lot of situations like like girls are right so like it's it's hard for anybody to do something that they don't have a lot of practice with and who doesn't have to face the consequences of um not being skilled in that situation so um i i think I, I honestly just think it's just like, like girls aren't wrong that often. So they're not good <laughs> at being wrong. <laughs> I like that answer a lot. And I'm going to ride with that. We're not wrong most of the time. So when we are wrong, it's hard to even fathom. Like, huh, I'm wrong? Yeah. The one time ever? Yeah, so, yeah. for sure. I think, um, I think accountability also just comes with maturity. Like I think it's hard for any of us to be held accountable for things at a younger age. And when we're first learning what it means to be in a relationship, like what is a relationship even? Because what we thought a relationship was at 18, 19, 20 was not really a relationship. It's you going through those growing pains and, knowing what you do and don't like and how to handle stressful situations to really know what a healthy relationship looks like and what accountability means and how to come to a compromise. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's not until, it's not until you feel like, 
fuck, I should have done something different to make that go be- go like in a better direction that you start to work on yourself. And that shit is hard because even now, like I tell myself that I've, I have grown and I am enlightened, but in hindsight, like I know that I'm an impulsive person. And so if I feel attacked, like I'm immediately inside of attack mode as well. And when the fire like yeah out and things calm and I look at it as I was like, oh damn, like he didn't really mean it like that. Yeah, I did that upset for no reason. But I can come back and say, my bad, you know. Yeah, <laughs> I felt it's, attacked. <laughs> it's definitely hard in the moment. It's like, it's one of the hardest things. And it's it's hard for people like, like even when you're working on it you're like all right well when i'm getting like that just let me know and like i'll change but have you ever tried to let somebody know that they're being petty or they're 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 going they're being wild or something like that like in the moment like that's like the worst thing you could say so it's it's kind of something you just got to write out and you have to you have to understand the person that you're with and uh and and be like okay like this is how they are in these moments this is how they react to them if i'm going to choose to continue to be with this person i have to either i have to get used to it and if i don't like who they are in these moments and if these moments happen often then i just have to decide that i'm not going to be with this person so I have to walk away exactly this is about to be a whole side episode about being in a relationship but like being in a relationship like a real one is difficult because like okay you kind of have to balance out accepting someone for who they are and just realizing that this is who they are and they're not going to change. But at the same time, not allowing that to hinder them from growth because sometimes we enable just bad behavior or them not communicating or them not putting in effort just off of the strength of us being like, oh, well, that's, that is just how they are versus addressing a situation, allowing them to grow from it, and then versus you just dealing with it and suffering in silence because that's yeah sucks. yeah i've definitely gotten to the point where um like i'm like look i'm like we're we're in a relationship um like i'm not i'm not gonna break up with you for something like this you know what i'm saying but just know that when you do this this is what you're doing and this is what you're doing to me and I'm supposed to be the person that you love the most in the world. And this is how you're treating me. Like, I'm not like, I'm not going to argue with you about it anymore. But if yeah. that's what you're going to do, and that's what you're going to choose to, then I just want you to understand that that's what you're doing. And like, really, when because if somebody was saying that to you, you're like, fuck, like, I'm really fucking this person up. If you care about that person, you're going to change. And if you don't, then you're going to show your true colors. So I mean, I think I think really, it's just communicating like how certain things make you feel. And then, uh, and then like leaving the rest up to your partner and like people, man, people get fed up. People can only take so much. So if, if you leave it up to them and then you can't take it anymore, then you out and, and that's it. And that's life. Um, so, I mean, I like, it's kind of like hiring employees. You hire, <laughs> you hire slow. You're very selective about how, who you hire and you fire fast. Um, as soon as somebody starts giving you those vibes that they're not going to be a fit, then move on. Cause Yep, because because you gotta you gotta find that right person. You gotta find that right fit for you, and you can't be wasting time with people that you absolutely know it's not gonna work with. So, I think yeah. if you do that, then then you increase your chances. And then too, like let's let's not be petty. Like I have a friend who stopped talking to a girl because she didn't eat chicken wings right because she didn't eat all all of the meat <laughs> off of the chicken wings. Like stuff like that is petty. But you oh, know, but so like, let's but it's a deeper meaning because if she don't eat all of the 
all of the meat off the chicken wings, that means she's not appreciative of the food that she has in front of her. Like I eat. You woke. I see it. I see it. I eat, understand. You gotta, you gotta look deeper into it, man. <laughs> um, I grew up. I grew up with two brothers, man. If there, if there was food left over, we were fighting for it. So I'm appreciative of my food, and like when when I see people that aren't appreciative of the things that they have, I, I'm like, okay, this person. Ungrateful ass. Yep, they grew up a certain way. They've always had this, so that's how they're gonna be in our relationship. Like they're gonna expect everything to be the way that they want it to be. So you're peeping out red flags from the simplest of things. You see yeah, the deeper you, meaning. Okay, yeah, so I'm gotta, just not woke yet, is what you're saying. Nah, you're you're woke. You just don't <laughs> realize that you do it. Because everybody does it. Everybody makes judgments based off of what people do. They just don't put two and two together on why they feel that way about people that do certain mm-hmm. things. Just uh-huh. like 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 you see somebody like in a in an old Ford truck with a with a a Trump 2020 sticker and you kind of assume like yeah. what kind of person they are they could or could not be that person but as you grow up you you learn that like your assumptions help you get in and out of situations so everybody does it man everybody's always looking around and judging but um I, I think it's it you just gotta like look introspectively and uh and figure out why it is that you're you have those judgments or, or those feelings about certain people so I would like to take this moment to apologize to my friend, you know, who you are for even talking about you not wanting to be with old girl because she didn't eat the chicken wings. Because <laughs> obviously right. you saw the deeper meaning and I did not. So yeah. my apologies. <laughs> so all that to say, um, accountability is not only for women, but I definitely think that account accountability comes with maturity, not so much age. And just like practice within a relationship like relationships are not easy it's not gonna be like you're gonna get into situations and how you handle it and how you grow from and it's gonna ultimately determine if y'all are supposed to be together or not for sure all right so let's talk about some messiness on the interwebs um shout out to wesley because he was supposed to be bringing this up but (laughs) time on me cp time on me um, so something that went viral um, on social media was a scene where a guy pulls up inside of his girlfriend's car, but his mom is in the front seat. And then it becomes an argument between the girlfriend and the mom on who sits in the front seat. To me, it's stupid, but how do you <laughs> how do you take that situation? Who do you feel like should be in the front seat or should it even matter? This is actually a perfect follow up to what we were just talking about, because if you if you like take a step back and see what that says about you as a person for getting in that argument, then then it really shows you like like. It doesn't really matter who's right or wrong. The fact that you are willing to argue with your boyfriend's mom about that like really shows you the level of respect that you have for him and for her or um, and I mean, like like parents or like older people, they're going to be older people, you know, and, and yes, like, like a lot of, a lot of us guys, we're very attached to our moms and we, we hold them in very high regards and, and it can be, um, it can get to the point where it's, it's toxic. But like, if you, if you think about it, if you think of a guy doing that and he's like, nah, I'm your, I'm your husband. I got to ride in the front seat. You would think that he sounds stupid. It's like, no, let the, let the older person sit in the front. Like, why are you even arguing about this? Even, even if you're right or wrong, even if this is your place or it's not your place, the fact that you care so much about something so small and you're willing to damage relationships with your, with your man's or your woman's family 
um, over something like that really just says a lot about who you are as a person. Do you think context matters? Because, like, I think, let's say hypothetically, it's a situation to where, you know, okay, I am the girlfriend and I've tried time and time again to have a positive, healthy relationship with um, your mom, but she doesn't respect me. And it's this complex because there are some moms out there who feel like if a girl comes into the picture, she's like taking her son away from her and, and then they do petty shit. So like yeah. if it's a situation to where, okay, I have been trying to be the, the big, big, bigger person this whole time. Your mom doesn't respect me. She is the one to pop off every time. And not only that, but you're in my car that I pay the car note on. Right. <laughs> so like, does that make a difference or at this, or you should just still be like, ah, oh, she's older. I mean, just bow out gracefully. Yeah. I mean, on if it was me in that situation, that's what I would always do. Um, and in the like long-term sense of that problem, I feel like it's up to your partner to kind of yes. try to like mend things and, and make that relationship better. And if not to kind of isolate yourself from that, like, like your relationship and the person who you choose to spend the rest of your life with, um, is, is a, is a very, very difficult thing to, to do. And it's something that you have to work at every day. Um, but also like at the end of the day that's who you're going to depend on and that's whose back you have to have like you don't choose your parents you don't choose your siblings you don't choose your your family but you choose the person that you want to be with for the rest of your life so if you chose that person and you decided like we got each other's back then you got to have that person's back true and after saying that the person that was wrong in that situation was definitely the boyfriend because okay you know that they don't rock with each other why would you pull up to the house I think yeah with, yeah I think with the, your mom in the front seat like yeah it's got to be an understanding before it's like yo every time we you know you know how it is when we go to mom's like 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 there's issues if anything happens just chill we'll deal with it afterwards and like like this and that but if you're having to coach your your girl to chill then uh then you put yourself in that situation because you know she was crazy and you decided to be with her and then it's hard, too, because, like, again, like, what if it's a situation where it's not your girl, Wyland, it is your mom? Like, how do you check your mom? Because at the end of the day, it's really your responsibility to try to mend that, like, I shouldn't have to fight your mom. Yeah. But how do you choose a side, you know? It's definitely harder when the person that needs to change what they're doing is the grown-ass person. Um uh because i mean that's just a tough situation for everybody you don't want to tell your mom like mom come on get up go in the back seat so she can sit up there <laughs> um like that would be that, that would be fucked up and I, I don't think i could do that but i don't know man i don't like i i would just hope that the people that i'm whoever i choose to be with is not going to put me in that situation and it's going to help give me a way out of that situation as opposed to like making it worse I don't know if you've answered this already with what you just said, but I'm going to ask it again a little more directly. Could you be with somebody that your mom did not like? Uh, so my mom has never liked any of my girlfriends. <laughs> oh my gosh, well that answer. Like, <laughs> yeah, at first my my mom is like, mm, I don't like her. Like that's just her personality, and she always says like she couldn't have had a daughter because like she she clashes with other females um but uh i feel like if if they're the right person um your mom loves you more than anybody in the world and if that person's making you happy then they're gonna eventually grow on your mom so 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think I think really, it, it doesn't it doesn't matter. I think like if the real shit will come out in the end. Okay. So maybe your mom saw something that that you didn't see. <laughs> yeah, no, my mom's definitely saved me from a few situations. Thanks, mom. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and the last thing that I want to talk about um, that went kind of viral on social media was a video of a guy who was giving his baby mom a gift on, they say it was his daughter's birthday, but it looked like it was his baby mom's birthday. I don't know. But basically, it was a paternity test proving that his three-year-old wasn't, in fact, his. And he basically told Shorty, like, you and the baby got to get out by the end of the month. Yeah, Thoughts, I just I just got to I just got to react to that. <laughs> um, that it's crazy, man. I don't think I don't think I could ever do that to a kid, man. Like I like it, yeah. at that point, three years is a long time. I would have a lot invested in the kid, and I'd be like, like, yo, I I found this out. I'm not fucking with you anymore. Um, I like I I love this baby. I, I thought this baby was mine. I treated this baby like it was my own child for three years, and like I want to be a part of her life. But like like this is something unforgivable, and I'm not gonna deal with it. You definitely got to be more mature about it. anything that's petty, that's viral on the internet, is either fake or yeah. it's it's people that like that are acting ignorantly. So I don't know, man. Like shit, shit like that. I don't know. I definitely would like not support them anymore you know what i'm saying like financially like if the little girl needs something like like you know obviously like if if, even if it's not my daughter and i never thought it was my daughter um it's hard to see any little kids struggling but um but definitely the mom is like like you out and and we yeah yeah for sure so when I first saw it, I was like, this is so corny. Like, I, I don't like when people, like, make these videos and post them. Like, even the parents that, like, spank their kids and then put it on on, on social media to um, try to teach them a lesson. Like, I think that's hella whack. It's yeah, it's corny. weird. It's super weird. Um, but then I found out that they're actually actors, so that was nice. But yeah. I guess they just wanted us to see, like, how would we react in that situation and like you said I would like to think that you know you have a heart and feel like even though the kid's not mine I've been in his or her life for three years we obviously have a bond so it'll be hard to cut cut off the kid cold turkey but then like how do you tell a man like this baby that I thought was mine for three years isn't really mine and that you lied to me (laughs) yeah now I have to try to pick up the pieces yeah, if uh if you're getting the test done at three years, you probably always knew. Yeah, that's true. He did say that. And uh, he that that should have happened a long time ago. Are you in favor of doing mandatory paternity tests at the time of birth? Uh, not necessarily. Um, I mean, if it just depends on what kind of a relationship it is and and uh, how much trust there is and stuff like that, because. I mean, if you're in a situation where you think it's very unlikely that it's not your kid, there's no reason for you to do it. But usually if you think something's going on, something's going on. And, and More than likely. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that shit, if I thought something was going on, that's good enough reason to uh, to get a paternity test. Um, but, yeah, I mean, shit. Prenups, too, man. It's crazy. It's like, I guess it really depends on what you have to lose, you know, because, like, like I feel like if 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 I had millions of dollars or something like that that I could lose, 
um, in, in a given situation, then I'd be like, I want to know for sure, like, what is at risk? What isn't at risk? Um, did I get played? Was, you know, so I don't, yeah, maybe in that situation, but in a situation like us, like, hey man, like, what are you going to take from me? Like, I don't have shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> this fuck-ass Kia, please, please take it. I hate it. <laughs> take it, please. Exactly. So, I mean, I don't know. It's It really, it definitely just depends on the situation. I agree. Well, um, so social media never disappoints with the drama and with the messiness. So we'll probably yeah. have some more videos to talk about yeah. next week. But I, I um, feel like I'm not the best person to uh, to talk about those situations because I always like I'm always like, well, why don't you just do this? And it's like, like I feel like I should have had more like flagrant answers to that. No, like, I think that that's yeah, rational. And that's how most people probably feel. Yeah, I'm well, but, like, yeah. Sure. Yeah, I just need to be less rational on here. Next time I get on with you, I'm gonna I'm gonna start drinking earlier, and I'm gonna get on and be like, no, nah, <laughs> fuck that bitch. Wild. They could they could both get out the house. I don't give a fuck. That's not my kid. <laughs> oh, that's so terrible. Oh my gosh, poor kid. Yeah, that's that's oh, definitely a, a rough start. Damn it. Well, I I I'm not opposed to the paternity test at the time of birth. Like, especially if you have questions, I think. Okay, I think it should be an option. Like, I don't even know if that is the option. Like, when you're going to go have a baby inside of the, I'm about to have a baby packet, is there a checkbox <laughs> or is there a box that I could check to say, let's go ahead and have a paternity test? I don't know, but if you if you think and, like, like, you think something's going on, I don't think it would be hard to get a DNA sample and do that shit yourself. Like, if the baby's living with you and you're acting like it's your kid, how hard it is to is it to like get some alone time with a kid and get a little cheek swab and send it in the mail like well, if that's if, what kirk did on uh, love and hip-hop yeah did you see that? no i didn't oh, i, I did not really trifling yeah i mean shit why not like if it if it's your kid then there's nothing to worry about and if you do it secretly like that then nobody will ever know and nobody's feelings will ever get hurt and then you have your reassurance i just like i just refuse to believe that and even though it is very much real, that there's real life Maury relationships where you really don't know who the father of your kid is, or like there's a question of whether or not this person you're in love with is in fact the baby's daddy. Like, yeah. I, could, I couldn't imagine being in that situation. Yeah, that shit is crazy. It, it would be, it'd be, I don't know, but it happens. It happens all the time. Happens like, more times than not, more, yeah, and, more often than we would like to think. And we definitely get ourselves in situations that we never yes. thought we would be in. So, I like, nothing is impossible, and that's not even unlikely. Like, it's very likely, and it's very possible. So, so scrap up, be safe, um, exactly. space out your partners. Uh, <laughs> and if you think that the baby isn't yours, maybe do it before three years old, before you get yeah. attached and <laughs> yeah, all that you, good stuff. When in doubt, do that shit ASAP and find out. When in doubt, do that shit ASAP. Yeah. yeah. All right. I think that that is advice to live by. Um, so, everybody, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of What Did I Think About This Week. Please be sure to check out Felipe, a.k.a. Fresco Felipe, on SoundCloud. Do you want to give them your um, handles and your tags? Yeah. So, um, so, I'm at fresco.felipe. And- uh, only only Janine gets to call me Felipe. Um, Felipe. Yeah, cause cause she's old school. 
Um, but yes, yeah, it's, it's it's at it's at fresco on Instagram on on TikTok. TikTok is popping, man. Y'all got to get over on TikTok. Are you on TikTok? I observe on TikTok. Nah, I'm not active to, on TikTok. You need to be making content on on TikTok. We going we're gonna talk about that. If if you care about the future of your company, you got to think about your future consumers and uh your future consumers are the are kids right now you know the the 20 the 27 year old decision maker of 10 years from now is a 17 year old kid right now so you gotta you gotta get uh get in front of them and and get their attention now um so that they're rocking with you when they get to that that situation but yeah man tiktok is lit there's a lot of there's a lot of like good shit going on over there and and it's it's fun to be interactive on there and shit like that. And it's and it's it's still early in the process, man. It, it, you got like imagine you know how like when when Instagram first came out, every like people were like, oh, this is just like this is just what kids are on. Like we're on Facebook, bro. Like like it took everybody a year to start posting their pictures. They thought it was weird to post pictures um, on this app, and now it's like that's the only thing you do is is Instagram yeah. or, or Twitter. So. I mean, that's that's literally how it works, and that's what the next thing is going to be. Everything starts off as something that only kids do um, until oh, I'm it's... such an old head. You just... First of all, you just checked me. It's Fresco Philippe, you know? I yeah, was, like, I a, like a padded. It. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> so, mental note. And, and I'm an OG, triple OG, old head. Like, I be on Facebook, <laughs> Instagram, yeah. so, but, but you're right. It's important to like stay on trend and kind of catch things before they become trendy so that you're already there so exactly you gotta have some foresight yes yes i'll be sure to put all of um your tags inside of the episode description shout out again to all of my listeners streaming live on six families radio if you have not already checked out otsguys.com for more dope content we got podcasts about sports sneakers anime uh shows movies we have what did I think about this week? Whatever you may need, it's available on OTSGuys.com. Um, be sure to subscribe to my podcast, rate it, leave a comment, and um, send in all questions for hashtag Ask Nina. Everything's going to be inside of the episode description. Thank you so much again. Peace.